You're listening to a podcast from City Tribe Media. We're an urban tribe that helps people who feel far from God to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. For more fresh content, check City Tribe on YouTube, Instagram, or Facebook. Enjoy the message, and welcome to the tribe. All right, happy Sunday, tribe. How's everybody doing today? Awesome. I'd like to welcome, of course, you guys here in attendance. My family watching online, guys, I love y'all. Thank you so much for joining us. If you happen to be listening to this um, later on this week in the car, glad you're with us. Um, my name is Robbie. I'm the youth pastor here at City Tribe. Um, about five years ago, I had the opportunity to uh, to lead the student ministry here um, at at City Tribe. You know, Doug came up to me, and I was pretty, you know, I was younger, and then he came up to me, he asked me, gave me this opportunity, and um, I immediately accepted it because it was like a dream job of mine. So I was like, yes, let's do it. And so um, for, for the last, you know, almost five years now, I've been able to, to lead this ministry, and it's been awesome. But I remember when I took um, position here at, at City Tribe, I accepted that position. I had all these like ideas and thoughts and visions of, of how I wanted my time here um, to, to be done. I had like all these goals and, and all these amazing things, but I had so much going on that I didn't really know where to start. Have you guys ever like like struggled with that before? Like you you like face like your super messy house and you're just like, I don't know what to do. And so you just start moving stuff from like room to room and eventually you just have like a bunch of different messy rooms with just new stuff in it, right? And so like that's exactly what was happening with me. I didn't know where to start. I was so excited. I was like, let's do this. And I was like, well, what do I do? And so um, Pastor Lee, then he gave me this book um, five years ago when I was um, starting my journey here with City Tribe. And um, that book was by the author of Gary Keller. And that, the book was The One Thing. Um, and in this book, it poses one question. And this question ultimately changed my life. And um, it's uh, really what a lot of our series is going to be based around as we continue the gift and the giver. He posed this one question. And the question was, the question was, what is the one thing? Everybody say one thing. What is the one thing that I can do that such by doing it, everything else is easier or unnecessary? And so he asked this question. And last week, Pastor Lee, as he introduced this series, he asked us a very similar question. In fact, he gave us a very similar challenge this. And he asked us, and we discovered together what was the one thing, the one discipline that you and I can do um, that we needed to develop that such by doing it, um, everything else will be easier and will experience a more extraordinary life that we must live by the power of the indwelling spirit, of Jesus' indwelling spirit. And so the one thing that, the one discipline that you and I should develop daily is living by the power of Jesus' indwelling spirit. And so, you know, the next couple of weeks, we're going to just focus on just that. We're going to take, learn the steps that we need to take so that we can enhance our ability to be able to live by this uh, spirit. And so last week we learned about receiving and repenting, receiving the spirit and repenting or turning away from the things that are not maybe God honoring, um, the things that maybe you know God doesn't want us to really keep walking in. And then this week we're going to focus on the simple fact that the moment that you receive Jesus' um, spirit within you is the moment that you have been renewed. Okay, and so um, we're going to focus all around the idea of being renewed today. I'm happy to be here with you. Let's pray together, and then we'll go ahead and get started. And so, Lord, I thank you for today, God. I thank you for the opportunity to be here in this place, to be watching online. God, I thank you for um, the tribe that you've provided for us, Lord. And I pray right now that you give us open ears, open minds, open 
hearts to the words that you have to say today, God. And um, I pray that we come with a, a um, humble posture to be able to listen to your word. And so, Lord, we love you. Lord, we thank you and we praise you. It's your name we pray. And everybody said, amen. Turn to the person next to you. Tell them, don't miss this. People online, light up the chat. Say, don't miss this. Don't miss this. One of my favorite shows one of my favorite shows growing up uh, when I was younger, it was a show called Overhauling. And so Overhauling was um, a, it was basically a, a, okay, so you're not familiar with this show. Um, it's basically like extreme makeover home edition, but like for, for like guys, you know, like it was, it was cars and it was awesome. And what would have happened was the show, they would take these mundane, junky, dusty, crusty cars and they would, they would revamp them, they would customize them and they would make them look amazing and they would uh, turn them into these works of art. And it was incredible. This design team and mechanics led by Chip Foose, which was just amazing, you know, artist, and he could draw cool cars, and I wanted to be just like him, and so I would watch him, and I'd be just so amazed, and the coolest part was that oftentimes they would take cars from, like, families, and, and these families would nominate, like, their dad. So, like, my dad served in, you know, the military, and he has to have this car, and his dream is to drive it, um, and ultimately what happens is the car just sits in the garage for years, and it never gets touched, um, and this team comes in and makes the dream a reality, and and I loved it because there's always this one part, and with every show like this, right, it's emotional. It's like, oh my gosh, this is a, it's, the, it's the unveiling, right, where the, the owner of the vehicle gets to see their car for the very first time. And so they bring them to this garage. There's this big, huge, like, uh, cloth over the car, and they, you know, on the count of three, and they pull the curtain, and everybody's just like, oh my gosh, and then everybody looks at the owner of the car, and they're in disbelief, and they want to cry, and they, they can't believe that, that the once junky car they owned is now this beautiful piece of, of art, and, and they always say the same thing of like, oh my God, I can't believe it's the same car, right? And then they're just amazed by it, but something happens. And it's typically the moment that they drive the car that they go from, I can't believe that this is my car to, oh my gosh, this is my car. In the same way, when we receive the spirit of Jesus into our hearts, when we receive his indwelling spirit, you know, the way that we once thought about ourselves the way that maybe some of us have walked in today and we're feeling like we're not good enough or maybe we're, 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 we're dusty and crusty and we have no purpose or maybe that our dreams are dead and there's a reason for it. The moment that you received Jesus into your heart, then the way that you can be looking at yourself and the way that you should look at yourself should be renewed. Because you are no longer walking this empty, meaningless life, but now you are walking with a God who is saying all of these incredible, new, amazing things about you that are new every single day, that are true every single day. And just like the owner of the car, you have to renew the way that you think about yourself and you think about your life because of the creator who tells you who you are, not necessarily what you tell yourself. And so the reason why I say don't miss this is because sometimes, sometimes that's hard for us to kind of grasp. Would you agree? Oftentimes, the way that we think about ourselves, the way that the, way that the world thinks about us, it often contradicts the way that God says that we are. It often contradicts the thoughts and the ideas and, and the love that God has for us. And so what happens is we, we spend four weeks teaching you on the spirit and how powerful it is and how your life is going to be amazing and all these amazing things. And how you can overcome troubles and all these things. But for some of us, we're just going to miss all that because we can't get over the own thoughts in our mind. We can't get over the battle that's going on in our brain right now as, as the truths and the promises of God collide with the lies that the enemy is throwing at you. 
And so today, over the next, I don't know, like maybe 20 minutes or so, we are going to, we are going to work on these things together, and we are going to focus on all the things that we think about. We're going to focus on all the thoughts that we allow to come into our brain and all the thoughts that we receive. And so if you're in, say I'm in, right? All right, good. That would have been awkward if you didn't say anything, right? Okay, so... Um, so I'm going to give you guys some scales right now. I want you to think about the last couple of days, last couple of weeks. Heck, you can even think about this year because we can all agree already. We've said it a thousand times. This year sucks. It's been hard. Like all these things, right? We can, we can keep saying it over and over. And so what I want you to do, we're going to look at these scales behind me. And I want you to, to yourself, you don't have to tell your partner. Um, if you want to, you can. You know, I, would, I, would, I would encourage you, you know, share it with your family, right? But um, to yourself, identify where you fall on these scales from zero to 10, okay? And I want you to think about your thoughts, all right? So just think about the way that you've been thinking, all right? And so when it comes to your worry versus your peace, what kind of mindset have you been carrying lately? Are you a person that worries, right? Do you often worry about what people think about you? Do you often worry about um, your children? Do you worry about your job, your finances? Do you worry about how you're going to put food on the table? Do you worry about maybe how long I'm going to preach today? Like, are you worrying often or are you peaceful? Do you rest well? Do you... Um, live a pretty anxiety-free life? Are you, um, are you at peace in your mind? I mean, where are, you, where, where are you falling on this scale? Do you worry a lot or are you peaceful about tomorrow? Scale number two, are, do you typically have a negative mindset or a positive mindset? All right, which one are you? Are you typically negative-minded? Do you um, think about just like the worst in people? Are you critical about everything this Christmas? Are you going to like walk into your family or maybe hop on Zoom and think to yourself like, wow, I can't believe she wore that? Or like, are you going to like think to yourself like, who invited this deal? Or like, right, right, are you going to have those thoughts? You know, when you, when you experience this holiday season, are you going to think to yourself like, why do I have to be here? Like, why do I have to experience this? Um, why do we got to do the same like song every week? Like, are you going to think these thoughts? Um, do you find fault easily in yourself? Maybe you find fault easily in every single circumstance that you experience or your um, relationships. Um, or hey, maybe do you think that maybe life's always going to be this hard and you're going to, you know, always going to be in this tough place? Or do you see the positives? You know, are you, uh, do you believe the best about people? Do you believe that, that there's good in every situation all the time? Do you believe that, that, that God is awesome and that he's working for you and that he is with you and that no matter what you're facing, you can, you, and you can go and you can live your best life regardless of what's going on around you? Do you have a typically pretty negative mindset? Again, these are extremes, right? But where do you fall? You know, are you negative or do you typically fall on the positive side? And last one, are you worldly versus eternal? You know, do you think about the things of this world often? What's going to benefit me? What's going to, what's going to get me uh, to become more successful? What, what's going to help me advance in this life? Or do you think of the eternal mindset? Do you um, have this mindset sometimes of where you, where you walk this earth and you think, well, what's going to bless God's kingdom today? You know, what's going to bring honor to the Lord? How am I going to honor God today by the way I treat my family and, and my friends and my coworkers? You know, are you worldly or are you eternal when it comes to your mindset. These are important to think about. These are important things to think about. Why? Because uh, Pastor Craig Rochelle tells us this. He says, he says that what comes into your mind comes out into your life. And ultimately, your life is always moving in the direction of your strongest thought. 
And so today, we're going to take all these ways. It's important for us to, to think about it. Pastor Doug says, right, thinking about your thinking is not overthinking, because it's not. We want to think about the thoughts we're allowing to come here, because ultimately, our life is going to move in that direction. And we're going to do that by looking at um, a, an apostle named Paul. Now, Paul... You know, big author in the New Testament. Um, he, if anybody has won this battle in his mind, the battle between God's truths and the enemy's lies, it's Paul. Um, but the good news for you and me is that he wasn't born this way. In fact, he struggled just like all of us do. Um, and, and he would say like some pretty emo things sometimes where he'd be like, the things I want to do, I don't do. And the things I don't want to do, I end up doing. Who's going to save me from this, from this battle of death? Or he'll, uh, maybe something more relatable um, would be like, you know, the, the body I want to have, I can't have because I keep eating the tacos that I know I shouldn't have, but I keep doing it, right? And so like, who's going to save me from this delicious goodness, right? Where we think to ourselves like, okay, Right? Oftentimes, we have this battle in our mind. But Paul, he battled again and again and again in his mind. And he wrote letters to us from circumstances that were just unbelievable. Whether he was being persecuted, whether he was in prison, he was constantly writing and giving us blueprints for how we are to navigate the battles that we face in our mind. And to set the tone here, he writes here in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3-5. through 5, He says this, For though we live in the world... We do not, everybody say, wage war. Oh, come on, guys. What is this? What are we doing? All right. Try this one more time. All right. For we do not live the world. We do not as the world does. The weapons that we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. Real quick, what's a stronghold? That's not a word we use every day in our lives, right? What's, what's a stronghold? You know, in the original language that the Bible was written in, the stronghold is simply a fortified prison. It's simply just a prison that we find ourselves trapped in. And in this context, it is a prison that the enemy builds around us with just lie after lie after lie after lie. And so the question is, what lie did you bring in today? What lie did you walk in today believing about yourself? What lie have you allowed the enemy to, to shape your thinking? I mean, are you walking in today and are you watching online today believing that you can't trust people? You know, are, are you believing that maybe God doesn't hear you or he doesn't care about you or maybe he doesn't love you or that uh, maybe that he doesn't care about your prayers? Maybe that you're never going to get over the addiction that you've been battling your entire life or maybe that you're never going to have a job that you actually really love um, or maybe that your relationships are always going to be this bad and you're always going to be stuck in this situation. I mean, what is the lie that you are believing right now? Because that lie is your stronghold, right? Whatever it is, the enemy is going to lie to you, and he's going to lie to you, and he's going to lie to you until he convinces you that this lie is truth. But we know that based off the fact that we have received Jesus' indwelling spirit within us, that we have this promise. And Paul writes it here. He says this, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we... Take captive, everybody say take captive. We take captive, which simply means by sword or spear. We seize by sword or spear. We take captive every thought and we make it obedient to Christ. That is the power that you have through the spirit of Jesus that dwells inside of you. We take captive. And so today, what we're going to do is we're going to recognize 
we're going to recognize any thought that does not align with the power of Jesus indwelling spirit within us. We're going to learn how to capture that thought, and then we're going to learn how to make it obedient to Christ. Okay, and it's going to be challenging. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and I believe that somebody here today is going to leave here just so much lighter because of this amazing truth that, not, that I don't give to you. I'm just the messenger that God promises to you the moment that you have received his spirit within you. Because again, your life is always moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts. Your life is moving in that direction. Proverbs 23, 7 says this, For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. And so essentially what that means is that if you woke up this morning and you think that you can't, you probably won't. But if you woke up this morning and you believe that through the power of Jesus' spirit that you are an overcomer, then guess what? You're probably going to overcome. If you, um, if you believe that you are a victim in every circumstance and that you're always you know, at the mercy of some outside influence, then you're always going to be a victim. But if you woke up this morning and if you believe that through the power of Jesus Christ that you can defeat this and that you can get past this, then you will. Your life is moving in that direction, okay? And this is, this is where, this is like the fun part about your relationship with Jesus is that like he's not going to force you to do anything you don't want to do. He's not going to force you to, he's not going to force you to love him back. He's not going to force you to receive him. He's not going to force you. But one thing that he is going to force you is he's going to force you to, to at least have an opportunity to understand that that what the world says about you is done the moment that you receive them. And there are so many truths about you that will never change, that you can never escape from because of how much he loves you and cares about you. And all you have to do is make that decision in your mind that you are going to take captive these thoughts. And so, um, so you know, between this battle, between God's truths and between the enemy's lies, I have to ask you this question, and this is a question I think is going to be kind of deep for some of us. Are you, proud about the, are you proud of the way that you think right now? Are you proud of the way that your thought life is going? You know, answer that to yourself. Are you, proud about the, are you proud of the thoughts that are coming into your mind at the moment? Now think about it. You know, for me, if you asked me this question a few months ago, I would say like around May or June, um, I would answer, no, I'm not proud of the way that my thought life has been going. I was not proud of the way that my, that my, my life, you know, my, my thought life has been and my prayer life was doing that. I mean, in, in that time, we are like right in the middle of shutdown, right? We're, you know, experiencing just the loneliest times for a lot of us because we're not meeting as a tribe at the moment. I'm not meeting with the students. Um, all of these fun, amazing activities that I spend all year planning are, are being canceled. And, and I would say, I'll be honest with you, I have found myself in a spot that I've never been in before. And I have never felt so lonely and I've never felt so depressed in my entire life. And all I wanted to do was stay trapped inside my apartment and just shut off the world. That's how I felt. And then on top of that, then you, you put the fact that there are rising anxiety rates. I mean, we went from 6% last year to 33% last year of people experiencing anxiety in America, which is insane. But then now you put the thoughts of like, you know, 
suicide rates going up and depression rates going up. And, and all of a sudden, I'm not only trapped by my own personal stuff, but then I'm trapped with, with the fact that I'm stressed out constantly about my students. Are they doing okay? Are, are people talking to them? Are their parents oh, you know, talking with them? And, and, I, and then I'm staying up at night because I'm thinking about always like, okay, like it's only a matter of time before I check my phone and like and a kid committed suicide or, or something that's where a kid ran away and these thoughts are plaguing me and I'm just going 24-7 and there's no trap and my thought life was just going out of control and my life started moving in that direction and all of a sudden I was feeling defeated and I felt like I was stuck. But then I read this verse, right? And I was reminded by my tribe and I was reminded by the people that I love most that I have the power because of Jesus' spirit. I have the power to take those thoughts that are not God-honoring, that are not productive, that are not helpful, and I can make them obedient to Christ. There's a reason why it was defined by sword or by spirit, to seize by sword and spirit. It's because out of all the God's armor, the one offensive weapon is the sword of the spirit, the word of God that is truth that has the power to demolish all those lies that plague us. And, and you know, it's only, it's up to us that we want to take that sword and make those thoughts and make them obedient to Christ. And I have to tell you, as, since I've been practicing that, because it has to be a practice, like Lee said, it's a daily discipline. We've got to step and walk in it every single day. Since I've been doing that for the last couple of months, I've got to tell you guys, I have, not to brag, but I've improved a lot. Okay, my thought life, I'm very proud of my thought life right now. I'm very proud of the way that, that I've been able to, to capture these thoughts that have just driven me insane. And because of that, I've been able to see God provide and be in places that I thought he was gone and I thought he was just absent from. Now, I have a long way to go. Of course I do. But it's incredible to see as you practice this daily discipline of living by the power. And again, you have to practice that power within your own thought life. My thoughts and the way that I was viewing myself was being renewed. And there are two ways. I'm going to give you two ways today that you can now begin to renew the way that you think and the way that you walk in the spirit. Number one, you have to identify the one stronghold that is holding you back. What is the one stronghold that is holding you back right now? And what's a stronghold? It's a lie. All right, what is the one lie that you walked in here today and you believed and that you are continuing to believe? What is the one path, the one negative path that you keep taking over and over and over that is keeping you hostage and is keeping you from living the life that God says that you can live? I mean, is somebody in here, somebody watching online, do you guys believe maybe that you're not good enough? Do you believe that, that your pain is too bad or that your past is unforgivable? Do you believe that you can't trust anybody? Um, do you believe that what happened to you is going to happen to you every single day and every single week? Do you believe that there's no escape from the, from the abuse or, or from, from anything that you've experienced? I mean, are you, are you feel like you can never be trusted or that you will never trust again? Maybe that you're never going to be in a job that you actually really, really are passionate about? Do you believe that you're always going to live paycheck to paycheck? Do you believe that your relationships are always going to fail? What is the that you are believing because there's no doubt that for every single one of us, there's one, one thing that we were told when we were younger that we are being told today that we keep believing. And so it's, it's a lie. You know, I'm hoping that today you can identify it. And it's, I know it's difficult. I know that we don't like to face those kind of things that we want to avoid it, but 
It's a lie. So identify it. Because here's the thing. When you think a thought, it creates this pathway in your brain. And what that pathway does, it makes it easier for you to think that thought again. And so if you think a negative thought, it's going to be so much easier for you to go down that pathway again. That's why you have to make a conscious effort to take that thought captive. It's kind of like when you walk over a patch of grass over and over and it creates this pathway. Right? The more you walk on it, the more defined and clear that pathway gets. And sometimes what, I'm, what I'm, I'm tired of, for my own personal life, I know you're tired of it too, I'm tired of walking on the same pathway over and over and over. That's not going to honor God. That's not going to be productive. That's not going to help anybody. That's not going to give life. I'm tired of walking on this path over and over. But what we're going to have to do, we have to take that thought captive, identify the stronghold and say, I'm no longer walking on this, this non-God honoring path and I'm going to make it obedient to Christ. And Lord, I'm going to honor you with my thoughts the best way that I possibly can. And I'm choosing to create a positive, a positive mindset, a God honoring mindset. That's what repenting is. It's I'm choosing a different way. I'm no longer going that way. I'm turning away from that way. and I'm going a new way. And so if you maybe identify with this and maybe you um, had a frustrating day at work and you get home and you walk into the house and the kids are going crazy and it's just a mess and it's chaotic and typically your first response is to yell and to get frustrated, right? Capture that thought. Take it captive. Make it obedient to Christ. Take a step back and instead of responding the way that you would, you go, in the past, this is how I used to respond, but today I'm choosing, I'm going to pray for like 10 seconds before I walk in. I know it's going to be crazy. You walk in, you see the craziness, but instead of yelling, you embrace your kids. And you hug your spouse. Right? And you make a God-honoring choice. When you wake up in the morning or maybe late at night and you're believing to yourself that you're not good enough. You're believing to yourself that, that you are not enough. And there's a clear path between your mind and the fridge, and you believe that the solution to your pain is uh, the Texas two-step blue bell ice cream, amen, all right? So, all right, take that thought captive. And you go, no, I'm gonna make a God-honoring choice. I'm going to choose to honor you, Lord, with the body that you've given me, the tool that you have given me to walk this life. I thank you for the air that I breathe, and, and I'm going to walk outside. I'm going to go and take one of my quarantine walks that I've taken a thousand times, and I'm going to keep doing it, all right, because it's honoring to you. I'm going to pray. I'm going to meditate on you. You know, and if I'm hungry, okay, cool. I'm going to take an apple. All right, let's go. Right, and so, like, take it captive. Choose a different path. If you wake up in the morning, you look in the mirror, and you Believe to yourself, right, that you're just going to mess everything up like you always do or um, that, you know, maybe you're not good at what you do or uh, maybe that, that, you know, nothing ever goes your way, right? That is not a God-honoring path. That is not a God-honoring thought. So you take it captive. You make it obedient to Christ and say, Lord, because of you, I'm enough today. Lord, because of you, you are with me. You are for me. You are not against me. God, because of you, I have a purpose, and I'm choosing that path. You know, how do we live by the power of Jesus' spirit? We renew the way that we look at ourselves, and we renew the way that we think by identifying the one stronghold. What is the one thing? Romans 12, 2 says this, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your 
mind. So identify it. First of all, we, the first step to renewing your mind is identify it. What's the one thing, the one biggest stronghold that has hold me back this week? So whatever it is, put a name to it, define it, and then defeat it. How do we defeat it? The second thing, we name the truth that demolishes the stronghold. So you name the truth, so you identify, okay, this is a stronghold, and then you name the truth that demolishes that stronghold. It kind of reminds me of, of this. When I was uh, in high school, we, I was an intern for my church, uh, Promise Land West, shout out. Okay, and so um, I was interning for them, and uh, during our downtime when our youth pastor was like getting ready for like youth night or whatever, and we were done with our responsibilities for the day, we would play games. And yes, high schoolers still play hide and seek. Okay, my students still do it today. I'm very proud of that. Encourage your kids to play hide and seek. It's amazing. Okay, and so um, you guys know the rules. Last person to get found gets to be at the next round. It's this whole deal. And so this particular case, we had, we were playing hide and seek. And uh, my friend Chandler, he was hiding in our church storage closet. He found this really incredible space. Honestly, I'm pretty impressed to this day that he found that space. And so, um, so what we decided, because we knew where he was, we, um, he was the last person, so he was going to win. What we decided was we decided to close the storage room door, and we decided to tell him that there was a chair in front of the door and that he was just stuck in there. So we was just like, good luck, man. And then we walked away. We obviously didn't put anything there because we had stuff to do, right? And so the game quickly turned from hide and seek to how long is Chandler going to stay in the closet before he tries to open the door, okay? Four hours go by. I, yeah, I know. We got in trouble. Okay, so four hours go by, and my youth pastor's coming around, and he goes, hey, where's Chandler? Where's Chandler? Because he has my notes, um, and, I, and I need my notes. Um, and so we freak out. So we go. We find Chandler very frustrated, very upset, very hungry in the storage closet, and we ask him, like, dude... There was never a chair there. Did you never try to open the door even once? And he was like, there was not a chair? And I was like, no, there's no chair. Just open the door. He didn't even try. Not once. And you guys are laughing. Like, man, that's crazy. But you know what? We do that now. Right now, you and I, we're stuck in this prison. We're stuck in this closet where we, um, where we feel trapped and we feel locked in. And the only lock on the door is a lie. It's a lie. And we're not even trying to open the door. But today we are. We're going to name the truth that demolishes that stronghold. So what do we name? Right? What do we, what do we say? What's the truth? Well, Paul, again, mastered this battle already. He's, he's already. He already knows how to win this thing. He gives us another blueprint for what we are to think about. He says this in Philippians 4, um, verse 8 through 9. It says, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true... Whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. And the peace of God will be with you. So whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is lovely, whatever is pure, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about those things. And the peace of God will be with you. And, you know, if you want to pull the card that some of my students pull sometimes, where they're like, my life sucks, like there's nothing praiseworthy or admirable. Hey, that's a lie. Because the moment that you receive Jesus' spirit into your life is the moment that you walk with God, that God is with you, Emmanuel. 
that he is walking with you and literally every single moment of your life, there is something praiseworthy and good and noble and admirable and loving in your life. And that's Jesus himself. And there's nothing that's going to defeat that. So think about those things. Think about such things. And so right now for a second, um, I want us to focus on whatever is noble, whatever is right. I want us to focus on whatever is loving, whatever is pure. And so for a second, if you're watching online, if you're here in person, I want you to close your eyes and just put your hands out as if you're receiving a gift. And I just want to speak some truths over your life, some, some truths that demolish strongholds. Okay, this is true about every single person in here. There's not a single person that's walked into this place that this is not true about. So as best you can, receive them. These are not from me. but These are from the word of God that has been inspired by God. This word is living for you right now. And it says this, that you're valuable. Every single one of you. You were created for a purpose. You may not feel like it right now. Maybe 2020 kind of derailed that a little bit, but you are created for a purpose. Your past doesn't define you. In fact, you get a fresh start with Jesus. You are not alone. That the indwelling spirit of Jesus Christ is always with you. I think the biggest one that we need to hear right now is that we're loved. You are loved so much. So much so that God would give his one and only son for you. For you, right where you are. Your mess and all. Every mistake, every you know, thing that you wish you could take back, every you know, piece of guilt that somebody's maybe made you feel. He died for that. He laid his life down on a cross for you. And not only that, but then he went and defeated death, hell, and the grave, and he rose again three days later, and then he poured out his spirit, just poured out his spirit so freely onto you so that you can have the opportunity to demolish the strongholds in your life. For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of this world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God and we take captive by sword or by spear every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Again, your life is moving in the direction of your strongest thought right now. And you can open your eyes. What's the thought that's holding you hostage right now? What's the number one thought that's holding you hostage? For me, since the fifth grade, I would say the fifth grade is when the first time I felt this. Um, 
the one that I constantly have to battle all the time is that um, I'm not good enough. It happens. You know, I, you know, it's easy for me to sometimes stand on the stage and be like, oh, like, you know, God's amazing and all these things. But to be honest with you, like the moments leading up to this and the moments after, you know, sometimes it's a real battle. It's hard for me not to think about, are people going to like me? Are people going to receive this? You know, God, are you actually speaking through me? You know, it's easy for me to feel like I'm not good enough. And the truth is that sometimes it's kind of true. Like, there's some truth to that lie. Like the enemy doesn't just tell you a flat out lie, but he'll add a little bit of truth in there. The truth is, yeah, I'm not, me alone, I'm not good enough. I'll be honest with you. But the cool thing and the big like moment where I get freaking fired up is that I'm never alone. I am never alone. Every single moment that I wake up to the moment I go to sleep, every interaction that I have, every single word of encouragement that I give a student, that I give to you guys, and every single time that you speak life into me because you do an amazing job, Tribe, and I'm very grateful for you. Every single one of those moments, I'm walking with the indwelling spirit of Jesus Christ within me, and I have the power to demolish every stronghold that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. So do you. And so every day, on the daily, as you practice walking in the spirit of Jesus Christ, identify what's the one stronghold that is holding you back, and two, name the stronghold that will, or name the, the promise that will demolish that stronghold. Name the truth that will demolish that stronghold. Try to imagine, imagine for a second, if every single day, each one of us, we woke up in the morning and the first thing that we thought about was the truth about us that God gives to us because of Jesus' spirit. Imagine if we woke up every day and we encouraged one another about the truth that God has for each one of us. And we as a tribe battled these strongholds together. Imagine what happened, not just at City Tribe, but in our city. Because we live in a city that has barrier after barrier and has believed lie after lie that, 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 that the, our poverty rate's always gonna be the worst and that, that our divorce rate's always gonna be high and that, that we're always going to, to live in a divided you know, nation and all these crazy things. But imagine just for a second, we take time as a tribe to encourage one another. Imagine what God would do here. I believe in you. I believe in every single one of you. You are not who you've been believing that you are. You are not who somebody from the past has told you or you know, what somebody in the past has done to you. That's not who you are. And as somebody who loves you very much, I want to be the first to encourage you that there's a God who loves you like crazy and that all this is so true about you. So let's pray together. I'm just going to close there. I'm going to say a couple of prayers. The first prayer is that if you, walk, if you have been walking without this living spirit within you, you know, there's no magical prayer, there's no magical words or magical phrases to say, but it's simply a belief in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord, that he was born of the Virgin Mary, that he did live a perfect life, that he died a death on a cross for you and for me, for every single moment of guilt, shame, pain, And that he defeated death 
hell and the grave and he rose again three days later and then sitting at the right hand of his father he poured out his spirit onto each one of us and it's through that that we now have the power to identify strongholds and then to demolish them with the truth that God says and we have the ability to look at ourselves in the mirror and renew the way that we think to ourselves and so if you're ready to receive that truth for yourself if you're ready to receive the spirit into your heart it's simply saying I believe Jesus I believe in who you are I believe in what you did for me and I believe what you are continuing to do for me every single day and from this moment forward I am no longer walking a life by myself but in fact I am walking with a God who is praiseworthy who is noble who is loving who is kind who cares about me who will not let me face all these things by myself and 2020 is no longer a year where my career got derailed 2020 is no longer a year that my dreams failed 2020 is no longer a year that I lost my job or that I couldn't provide or that I couldn't have Christmas my family or that I lost a loved one 2020 is not that year anymore 2020 is the year that I decided that I'm going to choose to step into a relationship with God and I'm going to choose to live by the power of the Holy Spirit and nothing not no stronghold in the entire world will ever come against that power and that living inside of me is the truth that demolishes all stronghold and from this moment forward my family my relationships my career and my friends they are going to be changed forever because I allowed the Holy Spirit to renew the way that I look at myself. Amen. <laughs> it's been a tough year. Been tough but it's nothing compared to how amazing our God is am I right it's true about you so so you try, let me say a blessing over you real quick um, if, you, if you want I'm gonna close with this so just go ahead and stand up together stand up in your living room I know if you're standing, I could tell, you know, but I'm just kidding. Let me say a blessing over you real quick. Tribe, as we leave here today, I pray that we step no longer into a world that is divided, no longer into a year that was the worst, no longer into a, a, a life that is troubling, but in fact, we step into the truth that demolishes every single stronghold, every single lie, every single piece of deception that we've been living in for way too long. Tribe, I pray that your families are restored, that your homes are loving, that your passion for your career is reignited, and that you choose to wake up daily to remind yourself of who you are because of the spirit that lives within you. I pray that you choose every single day to humble yourself, to pray, to seek after God's face, and to turn away from all the ways that are not honoring to God, especially in the way that you think about yourself and the way you think about others and the way you think about your God. And when you do that, then these promises are true for you 
that God hears you from heaven, that he forgives you, and that he restores you. So Lord, we love you. God, thank you for this tribe. It's your name we pray. Amen. Hey, you guys have a great Sunday. I love you guys, all right? We're glad you were part of the tribe today. To further connect with us, check citytribe.church.